Hi, you're listening to The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deeves. Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content. It may not. I don't know. I never really have a plan. Let's listen on and find out. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deeves. And in this episode, I have got the wonderful Kate McGann. So first and foremost, a quick apology for the uh, for the, for the break in the podcast coming out. Obviously, I, I'd only just started to get back into the swing of it, started releasing some episodes, making some promises about a Patreon, and then I disappeared. And simply put, there's, you know, life gets in the way. There's There's been a lot going on. I would say the biggest obstruction to uh, progress is that I had to send off my recorder that I recorded with. I got a new one and it was working brilliantly for a few months and then the battery pack on it stopped working so I had to send it off. They said they were going to replace it and that's that's been weeks and weeks and weeks. So here we are. So that's what I've been waiting on, really. So I couldn't record any of this stuff. I c- the thing is, I, it, it didn't occur to me until too late. I could have. I've, I've got alternative means. But such is how my brain works sometimes. I stalled myself. So anyway, the episode. It's a very, very fun one indeed. If you don't know Kate McGann, she's, uh, she's fairly new to comedy really in in the grand scheme of things but it's brilliant she's doing brilliant things married to the wonderful former guest and friend of the podcast rich wilson just a wonderful couple they're lovely she talks about him through the episode so that's uh, that's worth bringing up anyway because early on she mentions she even i think she even mentions rich or her husband one of the two so there's there's some context for you uh, later on she talks about actual Rich Wilson as Rich Wilson. Uh, anyway, good, right. Um, uh, tangent? Is it a tangent? This is, it might be a tangent. We talk about, uh, so obviously we talk, we talk about Rich. We talk about her time on Take Me Out, the TV show. Some very funny gig anecdotes. It's not a thing, is it? Anecdotes from gigs. Just, yeah, just really, really funny stories from her. Talks about her new podcast, Nevermind the Age Gap, which is releasing with Rich because there's an age gap between them. Uh, and, a, and a height gap, which we also discuss. We also talk about how you should uh, you should use my. The, I don't know if you can hear those chihuahuas in the background, but uh, I, I live with four chihuahuas these days, and, and the owners of the chihuahuas. But there's the, the chihuahuas are are louder than the owners. Yappy. I can't remember where I got to in the in the thing about my dad, but we we talk we talk about how you should uh, employ my dad's services as an artist. He's he's really really bloody good. Go and check out indeeves.com to go and see his art work. Uh, he's great. Incidentally, I built that website and several others. I'm a website builder. So yeah, if you need websites built, come to me. Go 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 to my dad for art. Come to me for websites or for your video or, or uh, audio editing needs i i edit all of these podcasts uh i also edit the videos for several other podcast comedians that sort of thing what am i doing I'm, this isn't the time to try and sell my wares but if you're interested you can give me a shout she uh she mentions during the podcast something about uh how her and rich may uh may have a baby this time next year which felt like a sort of a really 
odd comment uh and i sort of i i I looked at her at the time and i thought that's a weird thing to sort of say off the bat but fair enough um and then after the podcast record i can say this now because uh i've recorded this weeks ago they've they've long since announced it but they're having a baby which is incredible news uh very exciting but she told me after the podcast record and i uh, it's very exciting indeed just to clear up I was talking about the Scottsboro Boys in the episode the 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 one act musical uh, I got some of the details wrong it's been a long time since I've seen it it turns out it's been off of uh, out, out of the West End since like eight years something like that so yeah, it was a while ago that I saw it but the bits that I got wrong were that uh, they weren't slaves they were just a group of uh, black teens in America that got uh, that got blamed for these horrendous crimes for which they were uh, imprisoned uh, for far longer than they should have been. And many of them weren't pardoned until after they'd passed, which is just, it's it's just a horrendously sad account of racism in the U S and you know, like sort of, sort of back, back then, I think it's fair to say it's still prevalent now, isn't it? But uh, yeah, but bloody good show. Such a good show. If you get a chance to see it, then definitely, definitely do because it is incredible. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's touring. I've not done the pertinent research, but you do that work for yourself. Uh, if not, just try and find out about it. It's great. Very interesting story as well. So right at the end, Kate was talking about how her and Rich were doing a show at the end of uh, June. And I said, don't worry, this podcast will be out next week and uh, that will help advertise your show. Obviously, we all know now that has that has come and gone. So, uh, yeah, apologies to Kate and Rich for that. That is uh, apologies to them both. Here we are. Although, speaking of things that you can come and see in time, shows that are on, I, I've got my tour show in Worthing, actually, just down the road from where Kate and Rich live. And I had asked Rich to be my support for the tour show, which is ridiculous because uh, he is uh, far, far too good to be opening for me. But he agreed to do it, which is amazing. And then I I, uh, told him the wrong date. And then it wasn't until a few days later that I realised... He he can't do it. Anyway, I've got Dinesh Nathan doing the support. Another act who is far too good to be supporting me, but he's um is is doing uh, thirty minutes of work in progress stuff. He's he's funny, just so funny. Now I'm not sure I can really say who his brother is because you know he's he's changed his surname so that uh so that it's not the same. So you know he's he's working off his own merit, which is uh great. But you can see him on the extras for Romish Ranganathan's latest show. Do with that information what you will. That's the that's the pedigree from which he comes. My point being, that is why he should come and see my show. Because he's going to be there. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a good show as well. It's a bloody, bloody good show. I'm really, really proud of it. I'm actually going to be booking the show. I've been meaning to do it for a long time and just haven't... Uh, well, ADHD and procrastination has got in the way. Uh, so I've I've not booked it. But the, the show that I'm going to be recording in Southend, the hometown show, I'm uh, going to be recording it to put it on YouTube. So you'll all be able to see it, tell your friends. It's not out yet. I've not recorded it yet. I've not booked the show. I'm going to book it either today or tomorrow. So no, I'm not going to book it today because they're closed today. So I'm going to, I'm going to go down tomorrow. I'm going to book it. Um, and, then, and then I will release that information for, for the date very, very soon. However, if you are anywhere near Worthing, please come down. It's this Thursday, it's at Sellout Arts Club. 
which is a relatively new community arts centre. And this is, I believe, the first comedy show that they're putting on. They're really keen to do more. So come down, support it. Uh, it's going to be a bloody good show. Like my, my show in itself is, I'm so proud of it. It's, re- it's, it's really good. Uh, and I've got uh, Dinesh Nathan in support. So double the reason to come down. And speaking of shows, Kate and I also mentioned my uh, my Brighton Fringe show, which I was doing the, uh, the second one of. The first one was very, very fun indeed. Uh, some wild moments in that, as they always are. My shows go a bit off the rails, and it's you know in a fun way. Uh, I ha- had a great time with that, and then yeah, I went to go and do the second show, and nobody came. I've already sold tickets for Thursday, so that's definitely not happening. Uh, but I could do with selling some more, so please do come down. But yeah, that it you know it happens. It's fine, but you can stop it from happening again. That it, that power is in your hands, right? I've been talking for ages. So I won't hold you up any longer uh, because it's a smashing episode. Uh, really, just really, really fun. It's quite quite a long one, but it's worth it. The stories are really, really funny. Um, we had a great time chatting. So wonderful stuff. Enjoy the show. I'll see you at the end. Cool. Uh, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, that's what I started saying. I used to do like a massive intro at the start of this. Yeah. And then I realised I was doing an intro, because I've recorded an intro that goes before it. Yeah. Uh, so I was just, I was doing two introductions and, <laughs> and it really spoils the flow of conversation. So, gotcha. uh, so uh, I'm missing that. So out. I don't do it anymore. So instead what I've done is spoiled the flow of conversation <laughs> by explaining that I'm not recording an intro. That's okay. Don't yeah. worry. Such is the level of my professionalism. Uh, <laughs> Cool. Sorry. How, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you, Just having having a lazy day. Yeah, which is, which is what you need sometimes. That's the dream. That is. I was, <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I slept this morning. Like I've slept uh, quite poorly for the past couple of weeks. Oh no. Because uh, I had a virus like a few oh, weeks God. ago, and like it wrote me off. Not uh, the virus. No, no, no. Not, not, on about. not the old uh, CV. <laughs> uh, no, some virus that my uh, uh, baby gave me. Oh no! Um, and uh, and like she was, like she sort of had like mild like diarrhea for a week, mm. and I was I, like I was fine, and then just one particular Saturday had everything for several hours oh, from no. like six thirty in the morning. Uh, oh, no. And then I I slept until the evening, and then oh, woke up, and I've just been like, it's it's like I've been uh, jet lagged. Yeah. Since. Oh god, that's awful. Yeah. How old's your little one? Uh, she is eleven months. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's she's lovely. So I was talking about this last night. Yeah. Uh, with um, I just went out for someone's birthday, but uh, someone said, "Oh, how old's your daughter?" And I said, "Oh, eleven months," and. Uh, and she said, so a year. And I was like, no, that's not how years no. work. <laughs> that's, that's, She's still got not, a little bit to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that's... Like, if I celebrated her year birthday yesterday, for instance, I would look like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Unless she has a month-long birthday. I've got friends that do that. Yeah. My friend Nikki, we went out for her 40th last night and it, her birthday celebrations have lasted 40 a month. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. <laughs> like, that's... I, I Don't get me wrong. Like, I, everyone has a birthday week, don't they? Yeah. Specifically in their twenties, yes. And I think when you hit your thirties, you start going, okay, maybe it's like a couple of days, like <laughs> yeah. two or three days at a push. And oh, now, she, like, I have an afternoon. She loves the party <laughs> for a I, month. Yeah. What? Well, she went on holiday to Tenerife, so that was like most of it. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, we, we had a really good party last night and then she's like out celebrating again today. It's just carried on. And then I'm not Jesus. drinking at the moment. So um, I was just like, it got to about 11 and, and then ev- the shots came out and I was like, oh, that's my cue to leave. Yeah, home. and everyone just got hammered. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was good. Crikey. That is... Uh... I mean, thought is a big one, to be fair. It is a big one. Is it, is it yeah. normally, does she normally celebrate for a month? Um, no, she normally just does the standard week, yeah, you know, yeah. like everyone. I mean, I normally celebrate, I try and stretch out. My birthday's in April. Um, and this year was the first year you're that you're still I celebrating did. now. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> yeah. doing it. No. For um, the listeners, it's nearly June. <laughs> <laughs> I was a 37, so it wasn't like a big one or an exciting one. 37 is a big one. Yeah, well, it's all right. Yeah. It's uh, the wrong side of 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't really do anything. Uh, Rich and I had a gig um, and then we sort of were down. My mum's in the West Country, so we went down to like Lovely. see her. And it where, was really Where are you nice. from? Oh, no, I'm from Brighton. Okay. Yeah. Um, but my mum moved down that way a couple of years ago. Lovely. So, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Where, where about, sorry? Shepton Mallet. So Somerset. Okay. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. It's um, near. Um, I've, it's, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's not far from Glastonbury. Like, okay. It's really nice. Oh, really I've got lovely. a feeling maybe I stayed there once oh, on lovely. the way to Glastonbury. And they've got the Wells Comedy Festival at the moment, so that's really oh, near her. Yeah. That's, very nice. That's I've, like the other side of her. Feel uh, slightly upset that I've not. Slightly heard of that upset before. we're not invited. <laughs> oh, I've, I've not even heard of it. Like, that's, they've been kept oh, a mega secret. It's all the celebs. Well, it's a really it's one good thing lineup. For McCan- McCan- I, can't, I can't say it. McCantlyth to yep. be, you know, is it invite only? Fair enough. Uh, it's one thing I've heard of it though. That's the difference. Yes. Like, and the World Comedy Festival. Oh, it's called Wells. Oh, Wells. Yeah. I thought you said the World. No, I was Wells like, that sounds huge. Like, <laughs> no. not even heard of it. That's we weren't invited to the no. World. <laughs> Wells, fair enough. Yeah. Is that uh, as in like Wells next to the sea? Um, that's in Cor- uh, Norfolk. That's Norfolk. That's Norfolk. Yeah, other way. Yeah. I've been there. No, not that one. No. That's up. This one's west. Yeah, up. From here. Norfolk, yeah. yeah we're in yeah, Worthing. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm, Everywhere's like, up I'm, from here. I'm from South End, so it's sort of like, <laughs> it's up ish, but it's like, it's up and across. It's just, oh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I've got. I keep doing this where yeah. I like I, don't, I can't remember what I'm going to talk about. Sometimes no the conversation just sort of continues and becomes it's nonsensical like the whole time. Yeah. I and mean, then sometimes I have to try and produce an actual conversation. And do you do you set out questions or you're just like I have some a questions. Oh, right, but I do yeah. questions at the end. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'll look out for those then. Um, sometimes I'll have questions if someone's done like some really cool stuff on TV. Oh, and cool. I'll be honest with you, I've not looked you up, but ha- have you? Um, No. I mean, the only thing I, I was on TV for was Take Me Out, which was um, a game show, a dating game show, and I was on it 12 years ago. Really? Um, 12 yeah. years ago? I didn't really... Yeah. I thought it was quite a recent thing. No, it's not on TV anymore. It's got cancelled. <laughs> I know. Um, so I was My on references it. are old. <laughs> I was on it um, in 2000. 12 11 or 12 and um like by the time it was on tv yeah it was like 20 2011 and i yeah i was like 24 and just thought i know what i'm gonna go on this tv show if i can't find love i might as well go on a tv program to find it um i mean needless to say it didn't transpire into love yeah 
Did, I did go on a date though. Did you? Yeah. And uh, right, it's take me out. That's the was that the Paddy McGuinness one? Yeah, with the thirty with, girls in a row. And like, I never watched it. Yeah. Um, how did it work? Because like the uh, the women turn their light off. For yeah, the guy, right? so basically a guy comes down the love lift. A so bit were, like, were you just the last one remaining going, might as well? <laughs> well, sort of. I mean, so the guy comes down the love lift, which is a bit like the goat being like lowered into the T-Rex enclosure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we had to, uh, if we fancied him, we left our light on. Uh-huh. And if we didn't, we turned it off. Um, but the producers would sort of come round beforehand and go, oh, we've got a really good one. Can you keep your lights on just because he's got a really good third round? So it was sort of slightly doctored sometimes, right. if they, you know, because obviously it's TV. They want to make a good TV show. Um, and also I felt really mean turning my light off. <laughs> like, And Paddy would like make a beeline if you turned it off. He'd make a beeline for you and you'd have to come up with a reason as to why you didn't. Fancy yeah, yeah, yeah. him, and then that's really cringe. He looks like a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, because he's weird. He's got. Um, and one of the girls actually said, "I don't like him, Paddy, because he's got dead pointy shoes." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that's brilliant. That's entirely fair enough." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's obviously like cutting for yeah. his personality. Um, so I went on. Uh, yeah, I basically d- had my lights left on, my light left on at the end, and I thought I'd turned it off for oh, this no. guy. So he was a. Um, wizard he was a wizard and he basically no yeah, that's not a thing yeah he was a wizard and he came on he had no shoes on and he had like a crystal ball and did like a crystal ball trick and you know like David Bowie in the labyrinth yeah and I was like oh my god I love the labyrinth it's my favorite oh my god you got a David Bowie t-shirt on I have good um Labyrinth is one of my favourite films. Is it? Yeah, I love it. Uh, I keep trying to get my husband to watch it and he won't. He's like, no, don't. He's never seen it. He's never seen it. I mean, who's old enough to watch it in the cinema? No, he's he's not really keen. I know, yeah, he would have gone to see it in the cinema. Um, but yeah, no, I keep, and it's on Netflix as well. And I'm like, let's watch it. And he just won't. Uh, for reference, uh, Kate's husband is Rich Wilson, the, yeah. uh, the, the much-loved... Much-loved? Much-loved, like yeah. He is much loved, In though. memoriam of <laughs> Rich Wilson. Uh, pre- previous guest, uh, <laughs> wonderful comedian, Rich Wilson. Yes, yeah. the ledge. Um, he, uh, funnily enough, I, I've got a Google phone and my phone in the photos, um, it does like a weird sort of montage of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of like pictures. And it said remembering Rich Wilson <laughs> and then sent me like this weird video being, and it was like in memoriam like and it had this music oh my god there's a massive fly in here I'm so sorry that's okay that's so it's not, not that big okay um, and I sent it to him and I was like this looks like you died <laughs> and he was like great thanks Kate that's fantastic so at least I've got something to play at his funeral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he just replied and went, God, I'm a really well-dressed man, aren't I? Because it's, it's just like um, loads of Rich's amazing outfits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, he's not seen Labyrinth. And Rich I've tried... strikes me as someone who doesn't wear an outfit more than once. I mean, he does. Yeah. yeah okay. He does recycle it, but he's, he's just a very well-dressed man. He really is, yeah. He's very cool. I love it. Like, he's trendier than me. I mean, I love Marks and Spencers, and he can't believe it. He's like, you're an old lady. Yeah. 
Um, I thought you were saying that as like a mark of uh, uh, how cool you dress. <laughs> no, I don't dress cool at all. I'm very untrendy. Like I'm just, um, I just wear stuff that I like. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. But it, I don't really have a style. So but I always he, say, oh, that's just the best way. Just wear whatever you're comfortable in. Yeah. And then I look at Rich and I'm like, oh, fuck. He looks great all <laughs> yeah. the time. And he's like, yeah, just trust me. Like he'll put something on and he like mixes up the genres. He'll wear like something from the 80s and then something from the like sort of 50s vibe. And then I'm like, what's going on? He's like, it's a vibe. Don't worry, I'm going with it. And I was like, okay. And he always looks great. And you know he's right. That's the... he, He's always right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully he'll listen to this. Of course he of will. Course. Yes, of course. But yes, so he's not seen that film um, and I tried to make him watch it and he won't watch it. I don't know why. I will uh, pin him down and make him watch it one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so uh, Paddy McGuinness came up to me and said, um, so why'd you leave a light on for Kate? And I was like, <laughs> Uh, for this guy Chris and I was like oh I love The Labyrinth it's my favourite movie and I just sounded really stupid because um, you have to think of the answer like really quickly yeah, and there's yeah. like rather six... than saying I thought I'd turn my light off yes <laughs> and then yeah it's just a bit embarrassing and then it, there's like 500, 600 people in the audience it's really? quite yeah it's quite big wow like, it's a big old TV studio it's a live audience yeah, yeah. Um, and just like obviously it's quite a lot of pressure Um and then I thought I'd turned it off by his, like, third round. I had to turn all the way around to watch this video play of, like, him and his hometown. Funnily enough, he was from Essex as well. Oh, OK. And, um, God, he, what's his name? I can't I, remember his surname. I don't but know him, do I? Chris the Wizard from Essex. Lovely guy. Oh, Chris the Wizard. Chris <laughs> the Wizard. Yeah, I know him. Um, it's my brother. <laughs> and he... Uh, yeah, he's just a really nice guy, and and I thought I'd turn my light off, and then basically they the noise sounded at the end of like the video, and I I was clapping, and, they, and Paddy went, congratulations, Chris, you got yourself a dirt, and then I turned round, <laughs> and the spotlight Who is was, it? yeah, oh, no. <laughs> it was so it was like slow motion, and I looked along the line next to me, and everyone was just staring <laughs> at me, and then the spotlight was on me. And like I'm five foot ten, so I'm quite tall, and I had heels on. So I come like galloping around the side and running towards him. And this poor bloke, I mean, he's like got no shoes on and he's teeny tiny. And I was like, hello. <laughs> and he had to take me off to Tenerife on To holiday. Tenerife. That's yeah. all right. Not bad. Yeah. But as soon as you get off stage. That was all paper. Yeah. It's Wonderful. only three days, but oh, as worth soon as, it. Worth it for three days in the sun. I wish I'd known. Yeah, <laughs> and then they, as soon as you get off stage, they they separate you immediately. But I'm not the sort of person that would be like, oh, he's not my type. He, oh, I sh I didn't realize my light was left on because it's. I just thought he's going to see this and it's a bit mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously I was like, yeah, he seems like a really like, interesting fellow. <laughs> so I was just weird. And, and then we had he, a great time. On did the he wear date. the same thing in Tenerife? No, he had some nice combat shorts on and a t-shirt. Okay. But we had to do Tai Chi on the beach because uh, they sort of cater. The, the date is all sort of linked to the man uh -huh. so we did this sort of like um or she going or something you know on the beach and it was all like breathing but i'd been drinking all day 
um, because my date wasn't until the evening. So they were like, oh, we'll come and pick you up about five. And I was like, oh, perfect. So that meant from the moment I woke up, I was like having cocktails on next to the pool all day. Yeah, of course. Um, so by the time they picked me up, I was a little bit sloshed. I mean, I was 24 and on holiday. Yeah. Of course I'm going to drink. Um, so by the time, yeah, when we got to the beach, like the video of me that like on the date, you can just see I'm all like glassy eyed. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah. trying to have this conversation with it and then they gave us more drinks and so we just got more and more and more drunk but we had so much fun yeah like, it was good fun and then afterwards we all went out like all because they take uh, oh, everyone going together well it's per episode so it's right. like four guys per episode and then if they all get a date there's eight of you on holiday like on the same oh, okay. holiday um so we all went out and did karaoke and got really drunk brilliant fun yeah so that was 12 years at the sea that's the last did time relationship last yeah, actually, I went to a Take Me Out wedding. Did you? Yep. Um, from your episode? Fr- uh, from my episode, yeah. Wonderful. Um, so I went to Dave and Adele's wedding, and that was in Wales, and it was brilliant. And then Dawn and Daniel got married as well, and they've got a baby and who's probably like five now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's oh, weird. That's cool. It does work out, yeah, but yeah. just not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd just do it. For- for the holiday it was so much fun yeah and yeah. and like I'm still really good friends with um, a lot of the girls that were on the show like my I friend, thought you were going to say Chris the Wizard no where is he now who knows uh, I haven't seen him I'd like to know yeah let's find him yeah <laughs> Not- I'm sure he's on Facebook yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you I'm could just- go to hireawizard.com <laughs> yeah he yeah he won't be getting much other work will he to be fair no, I mean, he might be uh, busy. <laughs> you know, if you're into crystal ball, ju- it's this thing called contact juggling. And it's like, okay, you move the right, ball, I'm... like, f- up back. I mean, it's very clever, yeah. but, yeah, it's quite a niche talent. <laughs> yeah, that's very... It's impressive, though. I've seen that before, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> but, yeah, my friend Natalie and... Um, yeah, like she came down the other day and then I've got a friend from Southend, Simon. He was on the show as well. Is it me? So, yeah. No. No, I didn't think Simon. so. No, were you on it? No. Did you dress up as Superman? No. That's what he dressed up as. It was really, Amazing. Really cringe. It was fun. That is. I mean, presumably, like, he's going on there dressed as a wizard or Superman or anything like that. Yeah. To get attention you stand well, they, out don't you unless, <laughs> unless you're going on as like a Love Island sort of like hunky oh god yeah can dude. you imagine I'd like to do I think it'd be really funny to do Love Island but for like normal people yeah. not people that look I mean their bodies are insane yeah, but yeah, I'd yeah. like to just see one with like someone called Trevor who's just like a scaffolder uh, from Penge I'd watch that <laughs> yeah and, like, just a no- normal people um, but uh, yeah no it was it was really good so, yeah, I'd go um, on that with like yeah. my general look of disdain yeah uh, and, you know I think that'd be funny but I think it's so weird um, Freya Mallard does these brilliant um, TikToks and you, do you know Freya Mallard uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've met her oh, but I know brilliant. I, I follow her very anyway, good yeah. comedian she, very yeah, good great. yeah she's great and she did um, a sketch the other day where it was like if um, if Love Island 
was like in real life, you know, and he's just like, oh, I know you're getting on with that guy, but I'm going to go out on a date with him tonight. <laughs> it's like, it's so, I mean, I've never watched it, but it's, it's quite ridiculous yeah. concept. Um, but yeah, Take Me Out is really, is really fun, was fun and really silly. And uh, we, like the guys would always have a talent and it's like, hmm. I mean, they use the t- word talent very free, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. free and loose. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't necessarily call it a talent. Yeah. Like sort of uh, being able to blow blade of the grass through your thumbs. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a talent. Yeah. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. I mean, Dave, the the chap whose wedding I went to, his talent was to ban- balance a bench on his chin. That's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Like a full-size like, bench. Uh, one of those ma- ones you get at primary school. Like a what? Like a picnic bench? No, like a whole lot. You know, the really oh, like long the ones you get benches. at the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was his talent. And you're like, at what no, point do you realise you can do that? They're really heavy. Like, that's surely that's not the first thing you went to. <laughs> Started off with like a ruler. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and then worked his way up. <laughs> yeah. What's the next logical step after a ruler? Like a wooden ruler, you know, you've got it on there. You just like, you know, this, you know, this got, it looks similar to a gym bench, doesn't it? Yeah. It's quite a big step yeah. up. I mean, he had quite a strong jawline. so that's... You would hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was good fun. I, I don't. I mean, it was very stupid. But it was on the second series, and uh, it, yeah. And it was already it getting desperate. Well, I was twenty four, and I was I'd been single at that point for like four years, five years. Because, but I dated, but I hadn't really met anyone. Yeah. And I sort of thought had that really stupid, like traditional thing in my head that. You know, you've got to meet someone in your mid-twenties and then you get married at 27 and then you have babies by the time... You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I sort of had this in my head that that's what had to happen. And then, you know, it didn't happen for me. Like I, I dated people, I went out with people and they were lovely, but it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, probably because we weren't right together, so yeah. we, we split up. Um, and then, um, oh, yeah, I didn't meet... Uh, the love of my life until I was 35. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's, it's different for everyone. Like, Absolutely. I, so I, I look back on my 20s and... Because uh, we're the same age. I'm 37 as well. Mm. Though I'm, I'm nearly 38. Uh, but I, like through, through my 20s, I, uh, like, I, was, I was desperate to try and meet someone. Yeah. And like all the time I was just like, oh yeah, do you want to go out tonight, lads? Like, yeah, cool. I'll just look for girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and it never happened. Um, I think maybe because you're forcing it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm mad. pretty sure that's what it was. Because, like, when I hit my 30s and I was, I started, like, accepting... Because the thing is, I, st- I had, a, had a great time in my 20s. Like, mm. uh, sort of, I toured with bands and, wow. uh, like, uh, I worked in theatre for a long time, which is exciting. Yeah. Like, I did loads of really, really cool stuff. And looking back on it, like, that was the right time to do it mm. when I was younger. And then, sort of, I met my... Uh, I met my uh, well. Technically, she's currently still my wife um, <laughs> when I was thirty-two, but that felt like the right time to do yeah. it. And then, sort of, yeah, I had a, a baby when I was thirty-six, and and now I'm now I'm looking for a, someone else again. But that's fine. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's you know, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, as long as you do what's right for you and your little one, absolutely, and your yeah. daughter, like that, she comes first, really, doesn't? As, like, <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the fact that you added uh, your daughter to your little one, just in case. Little one. I thought you meant your Willie. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what you, matters. As long as you you look after your, your little chap. Are... <laughs> Well, well sorted out. Yeah, you sort. <laughs> Sorry, that was the dirtiest laugh I've ever done. <laughs> That's so funny. You and your little penis just go out and about. Wait, what on a little... No, that's no, not no. why. <laughs> oh my god, I did something really cringe yesterday at this gig. Go on. I. Normally, I'm very good at like gendering someone or like not, sorry, not misgendering someone. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm very good at using they, them pronouns. Yeah. I'm really good at like being fiercely aware of it, especially in this kind. And then yesterday, I just had a brain fart and saw somebody in makeup and long hair and said she. And it then like very quickly transpired that it. Uh, the person in the audience was not a she, was um, a lovely cosplayer because uh, I was at Comic-Con oh, yeah, yeah. yesterday doing a gig, which was very weird. Um, and then was just... I mean, that's a, the worst place to assume that just because someone's wearing makeup. I know, and- I know. And then I was like, oh, she... And then, so you know, when you sort of trip yourself up and go, oh, God, don't assume. So, yeah, it was just... I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wanted yeah. to... My, my insides became my outsides. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, I just felt really bad because, I mean, he was fine with it, <laughs> but he just sort of shrugged it off and laughed. And I was like, well, it's hard because you've got long, beautiful, long hair and like, it. it's just cascading what... down your shoulders. Right, I if, don't know. If that were me, I'd have told him it was pretty and left it at that. Yeah, you're <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> but yeah, like it is... Um, it is one of those things that you just have to be quite careful, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> it happens. I, I saw uh, one once and there was... It was the first... Uh, non-binary person I ever knew mm. was um, in the audience and uh, they they're, they're very what's the word I don't know vicious if anyone gets it wrong oh no they'll, they'll, they'll quite quickly turn around and just shout at them uh, whereas like since then I've met a lot of non-binary people who yeah. they just quite politely say oh by the way yeah the, and then them. just correct it yeah or you know or like you know any, anyone sort of with uh, with uh, a, a, a pronoun that you wouldn't expect yes should, should I say if it, uh, yeah of course but uh, yeah so my experience of, of them was thinking like I'm scared of ever uh, misgendering someone or like mm. using the wrong pronouns so I generally don't use any pronouns when I talk yeah. to people like I try and learn their name and then just say their name yes or that's just a good refer trick. to them as you yeah uh, and that <laughs> it, way it's, ne- it's never gonna come up it no that is good I think it's, it's quite hard when um obviously it must it, it's an identity thing isn't it so it's it's very personal to people and and I can see why they might get like uh, about it like yeah. no that's not that's wrong but I mean it's we're all learning we're all trying to yeah. learn this new thing I'm very careful when I'm emceeing I always check people's pronouns just to make sure that I know I'm not gonna mess it up yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like I did with that audience person yesterday it was so cringe oh, yeah God. In, in his defence he had beautiful hair yeah so there you go. You know, in my defence, sorry, in my defence. Um, but Some, yeah, someone's defence. It was a weird gig. Never again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the problem is look, my, oh, quite often my mouth works faster than my brain does yeah so like I'll just say something out loud and then think okay I'm oh. going to regret that for the rest <laughs> yeah. of my life <laughs> yeah that's out there yeah, now yeah, yeah. yeah great yeah. I do this joke where <laughs> um, I'm, I'm talking about like an embarrassing story uh-huh. and, and I said you, you know that thing where you like wake up in the middle of the night and your brain goes hey let's think about that thing that you said to that person five years ago and it makes your asshole wink <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> like yeah. I just you like have that horrible thing of like remembering something awful that I'd said to someone clearly didn't go like either as a joke or didn't go down well or wasn't whatever and I'm just like really embarrassed by it and then you wake up yeah. in the middle of the night going oh my god I'm a terrible person <laughs> I would say there's a good chance that they don't even remember no not at all yeah. not at all and yet I keep myself awake at night thinking I'm a horrible person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah I occasionally think of like various things that I've done in the past yeah and I think well if anyone ever finds out about that then my career is over oh, like God. it's not that bad no but it's just bad enough that like I think you know viewed viewed in a different context or in today's context because yeah. uh you know the world has changed for the better I would say yep. generally uh it, more stark opinions uh <laughs> a disparate society in which we live yeah. uh, what the fuck am I talking about it's good <laughs> I'm enjoying it <laughs> yeah. I'm going, uh, going down a, a conversational rabbit hole lots of words but, uh, there's I, you know I, I, I think to myself yeah no if, if anyone else saw that in, yeah. in like in a different context then like, I, I'm going to be I'm going to look awful and I'm the only person that remembers that it happened yeah. guaranteed yeah yeah but- well I mean I, I've just got this weird like Rich tells me off for it because he's like you've just got this complex that everyone hates you and that you're a terrible person he's like it's just not true and like because I'm the thought of hurting someone's feelings or letting someone down kills me yeah, yeah, yeah like i cannot deal with it and then i cannot deal with the fact that i would hurt some or upset someone it i just hate it yeah so um i mean call me mother Teresa. i don't know <laughs> like, but no just that thing of like oh god i can't believe i upset them like yesterday like with that ch- lovely chap with his gorgeous hair and i you know it was a very quick moment but i will like think about that for ages and yeah. go, oh no but you know you have to let things go kate come on yeah yeah <laughs> so tell me about your show your show's tonight yeah are you interviewing me now at the brighton fringe uh, yeah um yeah, it's called Cyclops, and nice. uh, it's. I love the poster; it's great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that is uh, uh, William Stone. Oh that. yes, classic. Yeah, yeah. Rich and I are starting a new podcast. Are you? Yeah, and um, Billy Stone did the logo for it, and he literally because we came up with the idea, the name, and the logo within half an hour. We were just like, "Yeah, that's it. Amazing. We're going to do it soon." Um, Can I ask what it is, or is that a secret as yet? No, no, no. Um, we, it's called Never Mind the Age Gap. Oh, cool. And um, it's just it's sort of talking about sort of the stigma of an age gap yeah. in a relationship. And also we're talking about our relationship as well. Mm-hmm. And sort of celebrities' relationships. And we'll have guests on and things like that. And, and it's sort of not <laughs> oh, just... I'm so sorry. Special should I, should I tell you what just ran through my head? What? <laughs> 
<laughs> I just thought, oh, you could get Philip Schofield on. Oh. <laughs> that's, I'm not sure I can even leave that in the edit, but that's... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he is available. Yeah. He's got some oh, time got on time, his hands. Certainly, yeah. So, yeah, th- thank you for that <laughs> suggestion, Si. Um... Hmm. Probably, probably worth avoiding. <laughs> yeah, probably worth. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, he's probably yeah, bit mm, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're excited about it, and we're excited about doing um something together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna wake you up tonight in yeah, the middle yeah, of the yeah, night yeah. with this squeaky ass. Worst thing is, I'm gonna have to leave that in the edit now as well. <laughs> no, I like it. It's very good. It's very topical. Yeah. Very topical. Um. But yeah, we're excited about doing something together and we love um, like gigging together and stuff. But we have noticed that the audience go weird when we mention that we're in a relationship. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Because we don't, (laughs) we're not mean about each other, but I sort of make a joke about him being a hobbit. Um, Because he's so tiny and small and hairy and I love him. Um, He's not that short, is he? He's tiny. How tall is he? He's five foot seven, three quarters. Is he? Yeah, medically proven. (laughs) He's tiny. And I'm five foot ten and a bit. That is, the three quarters is someone really holding on to something. Yeah, my God. But he doesn't need to be like not a confident man. He's a very confident man. He's got everything working in his favour. He doesn't need to hold on to that three quarters. (laughs) He's very confident and he's very handsome. And I think if he was six foot five, he would be a knobhead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So I'm glad that he's shorter because he's... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why I was given such good style. Yeah. But then I'm for for eight and the fuck have I got going on? Everything. I've got this uh, trespass bag. I was looking at your dinosaur socks. Oh, yeah. They're pretty cute. They're bamboo <laughs> as well. So, you know, nice. I'll, I'll fit in a brain. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And it's Triceratops as well, which is my favourite dinosaur. Is it? It's my yeah. favourite dinosaur. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bless us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why. Something about the age. <laughs> Lamb before time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's uh, sorry. We're talking about your show, and then I just totally yeah, no, no, hijacked no. Well, that. Uh, we're still talking about your podcast, are we? Yeah. So um, we, it, we it, it, oh, that's what I was is, is the about. artwork so, based on the album cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just sort of because obviously, like Rich has insane in the membrane, and that's kind of got you know the musical nod and he's yeah. he's such a big fan of music and he's got his radio show on Islington yeah. Radio and he, he just loves music talks about music all the time sends like we send each other songs constantly um, he doesn't appreciate it when I send him Disney songs <laughs> um, so we we sort of had that thing of um, I said what about Mind the Gap thinking like the tube yeah, yeah. Logo. And then I Googled it and there's one podcast that's got that already. And it's got like a hundred subscribers in Australia and, and it's like a um what do you call it? It's an estate agent. So I thought right. oh, it's not competition. I'm, I think we can do and then Rich said, Well, what about we say never mind the and we could do it like the sex pistols? And I was like, Yeah, that's such a good idea. So then I text William Stone. I said, I've got this idea. We're, I'm going to do it with Rich. Can you knock up this? And he literally, within 20 minutes, had it back to really? us. Really? He's so good. Yeah, he's great. He's so talented. And he a did very, my new poster as very well. good comedian. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, he's great. He's doing really well at the minute as well. Yeah. It's lovely. He's smashing it. I need to get him on the podcast. Yeah. I've, I've known do. him since he started as well. Because uh, he, I was just doing like some 
but like, well, sort of, you know, like fairly shortly after he started, and mm. he was still this sort of like unsure of himself. And I was like, mate, you're fucking great. You know, so <laughs> just I, hold on to that. I That's- remember the first time I saw him was before I it was 2017 before I'd started stand up. Yeah, and I saw him at a show, and I was I was quite drunk. <laughs> I was quite drunk and I was having a really good time and I was on a date um, and me and my date had gone to, to see him and we literally were like wiping away the tears. Yeah, it was great. so funny and we couldn't like handle it. Um, and it just, it was like best date ever. <laughs> like, where is he now? Yeah. Where is he now? <laughs> I mean, he's a friend of mine. Okay. So we, yeah. We're still mates, but it didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember fine. seeing... It's worked out for the best. Worked out for the best, absolutely. I remember seeing William Stone and just being like, oh my God, you're amazing. And then like sort of six months later, I decided to get into stand-up. Yeah. And um, I'd sort of dabbled like, you know, 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Um. And never sort of went much further than than like a few gigs, like yeah. a handful of gigs. Um, and I, I emceed a lot because I used to emcee um, cabaret nights. Oh, okay. So I, I sort of had that emcee experience. So I, I used to do, but I wouldn't class that as stand-up. Like that was me just sort of messing around on stage. I yeah. didn't do like straight five-minute sets. Arguably, that is many people's stand-up. Yeah, no, I know. But like I'd, I wasn't doing a great job. I was just like introducing the proper comedians. Um but I, you know, sort of dabbled back in the past and yeah. then um, moved to Australia. And Did when you? I, yeah. And then when I came back, I was in a play in Brighton and my friend who was in the play with me, um, she was like, you're really funny. You should do stand up. And cool. she does stand up, Sarah Charlesley, and she's brilliant. And she said, um, I'll Pretty take well with her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, probably like in Brighton, she does loads of gigs. Yeah. She's she's in the Fanny Tasticles, which is like a oh, yeah. a troupe of very funny women um, doing sketch comedy, and it's brilliant. And Lovely. they just sold out the um, Spiegel tent in Brighton. Fringe, oh, great! And they're smashing it. So um, yeah, she's in that. And then she sort of said to me, "Oh yeah, I'll introduce you to." the the Brighton scene yeah, and yeah. then I started doing Cassandra and I remember the first time meeting William Stone and going I just think you're really good <laughs> now he's my friend and it's weird yeah <laughs> but yeah I was I was like a bit like oh my god like he's great oh, amazing yeah he's so good yeah because he did uh, he did the poster for uh, my new show best thing ever as well yeah and um, he uh, like when he sent me the sort of the final uh, copy of it he said do you mind if I like share this myself I think it might be my favourite poster I've ever worked on and I was oh, like yes you can absolutely that's yeah. it. so what's that about uh, that is so the, the, the from when I started writing it it's just about having a baby mm. uh, and now it's um, it's kind of a spoiler but it's kind of not it's 50% about having a baby 50% uh, 50% about divorce mm. uh, and you know relationships and stuff yeah. so yeah but it's good it's a good show so really? yes very fun so, so you're doing your old show and then working on your new one at the moment yeah I'm sort of uh, like I keep I keep talking about it with um, verbal quotation marks uh, I'm touring <laughs> oh uh, Psychops it's not really touring like I the problem is I'm doing it all Go, myself doing it in different places I'm doing it in different places that's good with support acts that's touring and it's touring there's just not many dates and then I'm going to yeah. record it is the plan but the funny thing is that's like great. there's and I, I feel like there's a I, 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 as I'm 
sure are aware, like most stand-ups have some level of imposter syndrome. Yeah, where they start God, convincing 100%. themselves that they don't deserve to be sort of doing whatever. Yeah, and like there are loads of my contemporaries and uh, and and people that I love and idolise. Like Rich has only just recorded his first uh, special. special. And then I look at that and I'm like, well, I shouldn't be doing mine then. <laughs> no, I know. It's but, so hard, isn't it? But then, but then I look at that and think it's like it's similar, similar advice to my, my dad's an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he I've been telling him for years and years and years that he should be doing it. And it's not until he retired that he started taking a bit a bit more seriously and like doing more of it. Yeah. And started charging a little bit more money. Still doesn't charge enough. So if anyone needs any uh any incredible art done at a very, very reasonable price, go <laughs> go and check out Iandeves.com. Um, nice little plug there. Yeah, yeah. While <laughs> what I'm there. kind of artist artist is he? Uh he does a lot of uh it's uh, mostly watercolours. He does do mm. some oil painting as well, but he does um anything from like he does quite a lot of uh, like vehicles like cars and motorbikes because wow. he loves his uh, classic cars and motorbikes so a lot of people ask me to do those uh he's very good at trains um Ooh. does a lot of um uh does look like quite a few landscapes and he does quite a lot of uh, just paintings of people's buildings like houses and and, and things like that and like businesses uh and put, like you know when you go into like a cafe and you see uh, like a nice painting of a, a of, the, of the cafe on the wall yeah he, he does those oh nice yeah. very clever my dad's massively into trains maybe i should commission him to yeah, yeah, yeah do yeah. a train check out uh yeah we'll go go on indeeves.com i will and, uh, there's a whole there's a section on next i built the website so if anyone needs a website built uh, very competitive rates. <laughs> contacts IDs. Con- contacts IDs. Um, yeah, there's a section on there for trains as well. So, uh, oh, yeah, wow. There's, there's some good ones on there. Love um, that. But there's a guy that he used to do loads and loads for who's a massive train nerd. Uh, and he just had sort of endless pots of money. So like, he got loads, like, yeah. Not Francis Bourgeois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, but he, uh, he, he was very weird. He's now dead. Um, uh, yeah, not Francis no. Bourgeois. Yeah. Um, that's my point. Anyway, so I was telling him for years that he should have been doing it sooner. Yeah. And I would also argue Rich should have been putting out specials ages ago. Because yeah. he's like he's had so many incredible shows. He's he's been incredible for years. Yeah. Uh, you know. And uh and people have only been able to see that live, but now it's it's, it's happening, it's finally happening. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I like I'm doing it on my level, like I'm it's not a big venue. Yeah. Um but I'm, I'm going to be sort of filling it, it up and I'm going to be putting it out there that's so, so that good. I can use that. It will be there uh, and then I can uh, move on from that show and then yeah. and then concentrate on this one. And it's sort of immortalising it. Immortal- oh, that might just swallow my no, tongue. No, you said it completely right the okay, first time. Yeah, yeah, immortalises it. Yeah, and then, um, it, you know, to have that thing and go, I did this thing and I remember it and then you can sort of put it to bed. Yeah. I mean, it is always sad, like, because I've done loads of plays. Like, I, I used to, um, well, I, I'm an, an actress, and I do. I have done loads of like so you stage. Started? Yeah, I've like, done loads of stage productions. Um, and there is always that moment when, like, the final curtain comes down, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm never going to yeah, do this now. again. I'm never going to perform." And it's a very weird sensation to to just sort of leave it be. But to have that like recorded and you know, yeah, go out there and go on, move on to the next one is great. And also, like, it's it's a show that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's very funny. <laughs> uh, that helps. And, yeah, like, and I've, uh, like I, I did a preview of it with uh, Bobby Mayer. Oh, nice. And uh, he said to me afterwards, um, like, 
his words were, fuck man, that was great. It's just like packed from start to finish with jokes and it's yeah. so funny and I was like that means like I love the Bobby world Mayer. yeah so he's that amazing. means so much to me and that was it was really lovely so and that made me think right I should be doing it <laughs> like yeah. I should be, should be doing it around places so and also the thing is like you know what you're saying about you know looking at other people and it's I know it's easier said than done but it's so hard especially in our industry to not compare yourself to other people yeah like to to not be like you know I've been going since 2017 Mm -hmm. but admittedly not going massively hard like um you know like very sort of half-heartedly and I really only cracked on doing lots of gigs in 2019 yeah um and I did so you think you're funny and I got through to the final and I was really chuffed with myself so I was like 2020 is going to be my year this is going to be the year that changes everything (laughs) and that I change it all around and then obviously we had a cheeky panny d yeah um so it all ground to a halt and it's hard because I sort of look at other people and go but they've only been going for two years or or whatever and yeah. they're on TV yeah, like they're yeah, yeah. doing like you know a special on Dave or whatever and then you're like oh why am I it's really hard not yeah. to compare yourself to other people yeah and that is something I think uh, in the recent in the last like year or two that I've become mm-hmm. quite good at dealing with some people as and especially so I was having a conversation with um, with uh, Vix Layton a little while ago yeah. and she was doing like this incredible gig and I said oh like um, you know, how, how have you done that? Mm. Not not in like, how have you managed <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she said to me, you know, like, oh, well, I, like, I know this person who knows this person and they were talking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like sort of that happened. So it's one thing like, yeah, you, you know, you're in one place, you're just in the right place at the right time or, or like on the right person's mind. Yeah. Uh, but what changed my mind about so many things mm. is she said, but crucially, Si, we are appealing to different demographics. And I was yeah. like, yeah, of course we are. Like, of course. Yeah. And suddenly it became so much easier to deal with the fact that, like, we've all got, we've got our specific audience and we've mm. got people that will uh, enjoy us and will work differently in different environments. Obviously, as uh, comedians work in the club circuit, you've mm. got to be able to appeal to sort of a broad yes. variety of people. But also, sometimes, you're just going to work better in different environments to other people. Yeah. Um. And that's why I'm going to crack on doing shows as I can, because I think that's where I'm at my best. Yeah. And you've got to do what's right for you. And like, I mean, I love Vic. She's amazing. She works so hard. Yeah, yeah. Like she's ridiculous. And I've had said to her, like at Edinburgh last year, I was like, you're going to kill yourself. You have to slow (laughs) down. Like you you do a lot. And she's like, no, I know. Like, because obviously Edinburgh last year was hard it yeah. was mental and busy and I didn't even have a show and I was exhausted watching Rich do like six seven gigs a day yeah. and then his hour-long show at night and then a um um what's it called um late in life no the um arcade oh comedy arcade, comedy yeah, arcade yeah. with Vix. And then he Which did a wonderful that. Podcast. Wonderful podcast. And then they did it like, you know, a show at yeah. 11 o'clock at night. So it was really late. And, you know, he he was out every day, just like doing it every day. And then we, he said, he said this to, to me the other day. He was like, I remember 
when we were walking into town, because we were staying at my friends in Leith, uh-huh. um, which was really lucky because we didn't have to pay for accommodation, Amazing. which is like unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were staying at this like massive house and it was lovely. And we were walking into town because every day you have to go into town to do, mm. do shows and stuff. And he literally physically stopped, like his body just stopped. And he's like, I just can't do it today. I can't. And I was like, come on. It's like, you know, we're halfway through or it was like three weeks in, I think. Yeah. And we had like another week to go. And it's like his body just went, no, I just need to rest. I need to stop. Yeah. And then... You know, he had a beer and carried on. And it's like, yeah, just a mild alcoholism like that month. But uh, I think if we... But that's why so many comedians get ill afterwards. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, because you're seeing... It's a horrible, horrible necessity. It's horrible. This is... I'm slightly anti... Not anti-Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh. Edinburgh is a beautiful place. Anti-fringe. Yeah. And what they force comedians now to become because it's yeah. it's unfeasible it's too expensive so expensive uh, and like it's just it's almost impossible to and uh, so I was talking to Rhys James about this and yeah. this is kind of this is actually why I'm filming the show um, uh, like well, I was planning to film it anyway but like yeah. he sort of he said something else to me and he said uh, and it's something that I've thought about to sort of a, a quite a reasonable length and I think he's right because mm. he said Look at everyone that's done well out of Edinburgh yeah. and tell me that they weren't already on the trajectory to do well They anyway. were already smashing it. And um, and Richard Herring was talking about this on Twitter and I tweeted and and uh, said, so uh, like Jordan Gray was on this podcast uh, years ago. Amazing, like before she's Because she she's from Dunn Red to yeah, me. Yeah, of course. And, like, and now obviously she's like a megastar. Stratospheric. <laughs> like proper, proper megastar. Um, and I pointed out like, well, Jordan Gray, and someone said, "No, it's the other way around." Someone had said, "Yeah, well, what about Jordan Gray? Like now she's on TV, and I know because I'm friends with her yeah. that, like, <laughs> even before she went to Edinburgh, yeah. she had like uh, various TV bits that mm. some some of which have come to pass, some yeah. of which she still hasn't announced yet, and I know about them. Yeah, she was booked for those before Edinburgh, uh, mate. Yeah, so, so, so like, she, she already was had a bit of on fire that, behind her and like, a bit of heat. Granted, it. Uh, definitely helped sell Soho Theatre. Yeah, but she was doing she was doing that. She was already on that yeah. trajectory, um, and it's got it has it it definitely like helped her. But yeah. she she was she was on like she'd be there anyway already on that path. Yeah, uh, and like you know, there's a few other people as well that were already doing TV all over the yeah. place. Like Sam Campbell, yeah, uh, already all over TV on in Australia. Yeah, and like it's only a matter of time before he did it over here. Yeah, and he won, and he's yeah. great. So like, fair enough, but. Uh, so Reese said to me, just save the money on Edinburgh, mm. like record that show, clip it up. Yeah. Because I'm doing this show like very inexpensively. It's why I'm not touring it to a great degree. Also, yeah. I'm doing it all myself and it's fucking hard. Yeah, of course. Um, but he said, like, clip it up, put it out on social media, like mm. the clips that you get, uh, and then use that to sell the next tour. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, yeah, and then you just do that and then Genius. you just upgrade each year, just do a bigger and bigger tour. Yeah. And eventually, like, you've, you've avoided Edinburgh yeah. and the and the costs of it until it's someone invites so, me there. <laughs> yeah, well, until you're getting paid to go there, maybe. Yeah, exactly, but yeah. Like, it's just so... And I think it's... Because last year was sort of felt... Like, was the proper... Felt like it was back to normal yeah. as much as that can be. And 
you know, you're bumping into people that you haven't seen since pre-pandemic. And you're like, oh my God, like, how are you? Let's go for a beer. And that's what you do immediately is you go for a beer. And then you're like, oh, like chatting away. And, um, you know, I've got to rush over here and rush over there. And you're constantly on the move. And, um, you know, it was quite emotionally charged for me and Rich because we we knew we were getting married in October. Uh So we were like, you know, at Edinburgh, it was, you know, we were living together in this like one little room. We didn't have our flat in Brighton. We had this one little room and my friends and we were sort of on top of each other. And then, you know, he, he was out all the time. And like, there was a couple of nights where I was just like, I just have to go home. Like I can't stay out. And my friend came, my uh, friend, Nikki, who's, who's just had her 40th and still going on. uh, She came up to visit me in Edinburgh. Going to be going on until she's 41. Until she's 41. Um, She came to visit me and she was getting the train home. And I remember like Googling, how much it was to get a train and we had a week left and I was like take me with you Nikki take and she was like I've never seen you that like disheartened and broken and and you know I just I just found it really hard and also also because Rich is a very different stage in his career to me Mm -hmm. and sort of I haven't debuted yet I haven't done my first hour like that's very much like a thing that I want to do next year or maybe even the year after because I don't feel like there's a rush to do it yeah um but then like obviously then you see this other side of it and how much hard work it is and and you know unless you've got a bit of heat behind you you don't get any help and you're doing it on your own and yeah it's kind of what you said it's like sometimes you just have to take it into your own hands and just just not go and just do, do something thing. do your own thing um so yeah my, my i mean debating sort of about on that because like last year i had a baby year before that I was buying a house uh yeah. year before that was pandemic yeah um and then year before that i was buying a different house uh, yeah so like there's just been like four years in a row where i've just it's not been feasible no this year um to my mind like i was still going to be living with my wife mm-hmm. uh like with the baby so like probably you know first year probably not a great idea to go for that long because yeah. you're going to be missing loads uh and now i'm like oh, i could go but um i could also just like not do, do <laughs> loads, loads of shows elsewhere yeah earn some money i feel like lots of people aren't going this year which is really interesting a lot of people, like, yeah. there's a lot i mean maybe we'll go next year but you know, Rich and I might have a baby. Yeah. So yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> you never. So you know, does Rich need, know, or is it? Yeah, no, <laughs> going to need to play in this. It's going to be an immaculate conception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the second coming, I believe. Um, no, that's I mean, how it's done. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm the, so sorry. The angel Gabriel <laughs> comes down. Oh right, I see what you yeah, did there. there. Very go. good. Very good. Um, but yeah, we. I mean, it sort of all depends on timing, really. Please come and, and see my tour. It's better than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Um, but yeah, it sort of depends on timing, really, and where where we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It's like I I'm still excited by it and stuff, and I'll be interested because William Stone is going, and my friend Dan Jones, who's an amazing stand up. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to the. They're doing the Pleasance. Oh, great! And. I was like, oh my God, that's going to be amazing. And, and But in my head, I've just got um, Will Duggan. Um, we went for a drink when we were in Edinburgh last year. And then he's like, 
I did the maths, <laughs> I've worked it out. If I sold out every single day for the whole month without fail, I'd still owe the Pleasance money. And <laughs> it's like, what? That's insane. <laughs> Isn't that mad? That's so insane. Isn't that mad? Like- so I was like... So you've worked your socks off for a month and you've sold out and you've done your absolute best and you'd still owe them. I mean, admittedly, it was he said it was like £27.50, but it's still like you're not even breaking yeah, even. Yeah, yeah. You're not even getting a profit. You're not even making any money. Because then he's still like, he's still paying for still food pay and all sorts of... Accommodation, you've still yeah. got to buy a beer, which is like £7. Yeah. Um, so it's... Yeah, it's it's, I mean, we're really lucky because we can stay with friends. Yeah. And we've got a couple of friends that live up in Edinburgh. And so it's like, it's not the end of the world that we, you know, we can, we can stay there. But I think maybe if we went next year, it would do like two weeks. Yeah. Do two well, weeks. Like Sam Campbell did two weeks and he Mad. won. Mad. Yeah. And, and everyone was like, every, what? Everyone's just turned around and gone. Okay, we can do that next year. Yeah. Absolutely. Because obviously everyone thought that you have to do the whole run in order to be in with a chance, but clearly you don't. Yeah, I think it's you've got to do like uh, 10 shows within the last 13 days, something like that. But that's mad as well because like you could, why why can't you do them at the start? Yeah. It's, It's stupid rules. They need to question a lot of what they do but they do and it's just really it's just money making and think oh, at the end so of the day so. and and i think um you know the other fringes are like that i i just feel like they're you know sort of exploiting the talent a little bit and yeah. it makes me sad because it's like well hang on a minute everyone's everyone would have a better fringe worth. if they did a shorter run yeah but absolutely for their mental health and their show, wallet pound for pound would be better yeah, yeah for the wallet would be better yeah mental health would be better 100 uh you know like there'd be a, a, a wider variety of shows yeah. available to audiences It'd just be a nicer vibe. And yeah. I think if, if all the shows were, it would be nice to, to to just have everything as a like a work in progress and everything's just very relaxed sort of vibe. A bit like yeah. uh, MacFest, you know, everything's, it, it is, the vibe of MacFest is great. It's, it's um, very chilled and everyone's there together and, you know, the, everyone's doing like work experience uh, work work in progresses mm. and the audiences at MacFest are ridiculous they're so lovely yeah and they're I've not been and I really want to oh it's so, amazing yeah. um because I did my show the there this year. yeah if they're listening <laughs> Henry um but yeah it, it was um it was really nice. I mean, I only had like 12 people in the audience. Um, but I was... Still so, nice though, isn't it's it? It's still some people. and But they were so nice and they were so engaged and so lovely. Um, and I did my work in progress. And um, I think if I went next year, I'd want it to, you know, maybe work a bit harder to get it full. And Yeah. Um, you just but, scale up each year, don't you? That's the, yeah, that's the plan. It's just, it's just they're like really, really nice audiences and they love comedy. Yeah. That's the thing. They're comedy fans. Um, and I think sometimes the audiences in Edinburgh are just sort of passerbys. <laughs> they're not yeah, really comedy but, fans. As well, they're so saturated. Like, because I'll, I'll yeah. talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see seven shows today. And I'm like, well, you're going to hate everything after the third one. Pretty much. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to be you're tired laughed. of it. Like, you're not, <laughs> not going to give a shit. No. But, you know, you'll be numb to it. You just, you yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yes. So that's Edinburgh. So that's Edinburgh. (laughs) Let's put that to bed. (laughs) Andrew Bird said to me once, uh, in regards to going to Edinburgh, he said, like, you don't have to rush into doing a show. Mm. And, like, when you think you're ready to do do an hour, Mm. uh, wait another year. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then maybe do it and then or, or maybe wait another year. That's an which excellent is, which is piece great of advice. Yeah. Uh, all th- uh, that being said, I don't think that necessarily works for everyone mm. because some people will just put a show together and it will turn out that the show's great. Yeah. And like for a lot of people, that first show uh, is just a combination of all their best bits, which is like great because comedy should be full of, full of everyone's best material, yeah. right? Um, but also, like, I, I had a bit of a sort of a revelation with some stuff where I was like to find uh, it, it changed the way I, I write completely when I wrote um, my it was my first show mm-hmm. uh, because I, I was like I was trying to find connections between sort of various bits mm-hmm. and then where there weren't connect and but like I'd notice things and go like well that's sort of connected to that so maybe I'll write another joke about that yeah and then it changed how I wrote because I was writing for a purpose to get it to this thing yeah uh and like I ended up with some jokes that were better than some of the other jokes I'd written <laughs> because I wrote these new jokes to- mm. and it's uh but point being um I'm like I'm quite prolific in writing so uh I just like the first time I ever did 40 minutes yeah um was one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my life oh, and I really? thought that's all I want to do now I just want to do like longer form longer, stuff yeah. cuz people get into it people buy into my character cuz like I'm a bit weird and a bit awkward mm-hmm. and I can do it in sort of 5 10 minutes but like it's it's better when it's longer yeah and uh you've got more to play with then and you yeah. can like really get into your stories yeah and also like with the stories you can afford to sort of lose them a little bit to bring them back again yeah whereas you can't do that in five minutes no <laughs> of course. it's not enough time and um, Pierre Novelli's show did you see it no oh it's so good um he his show at Edinburgh last year um he goes off on the biggest tangent and to the point that people are like I mean it's like at least 30 minutes yeah. of a tangent. And you could see people going, oh, he's not going to finish that <laughs> joke. He's not going to get back to the point. That's great. And and he when he goes back to it, like you could hear everyone like go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. That's amazing. It was such like collectively, we all took like a deep breath and went, oh, yeah. it was so, I mean, the payoff was amazing oh, it was great. like a, a big old stretch it was lovely yeah nice very funny i um like i've i've got stuff in in cyclops that mm. uh like the the thing is because i was doing it so much in advance of like something that so there's a, like sort of a couple of bits that work as callbacks yeah but because i was doing it so much in advance I didn't want it to feel like it was setting up for a callback. So I wanted it to be like his sort of own individual yeah. thing. But also when it does come back as a callback, it's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's already Clever. fun. Now it gives even more context. Yeah. Um, that's good. Just, I always forget about to do callbacks. I'm always too you don't have like. to do them. Yeah, but like, I'm always too I, I'll do them in a conversation. Like, quite often happens in podcasts. Suddenly, like. Mm someone mentioned something and I'll be like oh, yeah. yeah like uh, like Chris the Wizard <laughs> I mean that was please a, don't mention him again <laughs> <laughs> it's triggering 
you told me before we started that he's all you ever think about. Yes, yeah. this is true. <laughs> sleepless nights, wondering where he is. <laughs> yeah, sleepless nights, uh, thinking about something that you once said to him. Uh, yeah, I do There's like... the callback. <laughs> there we go. I have... I do have a thing for men from Middle Earth, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. like hobbits, very, wizards. Very feet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also what I find particularly weird about yeah. uh, sort of writing shows now, because I do ha- I have the same process. Uh, I'll show you in a minute. I've got, mm-hmm. um, I-, I do everything on post-it notes. So like I write individual bits on post-it notes, yeah. but put them in a book and then, oh, and then you can move them when you yeah. notice connections between different things. That's clever. Um and it's like it's based off of something that sort of I saw I heard someone else talk about on uh, Comcom Pod. Yeah. But I sort of I tried it and like I, I did it in my own way and like colour coding various things. I mean this and that and uh, all of a sudden I found that things like mesh together. And I think the most interesting thing to me and I'm still not entirely sure how I did it is a lot of my shows like have wild tangents like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And uh, best thing ever is literally. 50% one thing, 50% another thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, yeah, sure, there's tangents in it, but they're not tangents. They all relate to something else. And that's like, and then looking at my older shows, mm. I'm like, well, that isn't even related to anything else <laughs> that I'm doing, but it's still funny. And, I, I, you know, I make it work sort of contextually and yeah. it doesn't feel like I've just added a random bit out of place. But I, but the, this new show is just like, it's felt like the most cohesive story that I've put together, which is yeah. odd, but... Nice. Fun. As long as you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the other people do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just about you. Yeah, yeah. As long <laughs> as you enjoy it. As long as you're having a nice yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Si. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good. Cool. Right. Wonderful. Uh, are you working on a debut show? I-, I am. It's called Kate's Expectations. Great. And it's basically a sort of autobiographical. It's talking about like my childhood and dating and meeting the one and and basically i've i've linked it to the story of great expectations okay cool um because i feel like pip and the main character and i have lots of similarities um because I am a trained blacksmith. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, but like, I just, I just, like, I always thought I was going to be like Miss Havisham and end up single and yeah. in a big old mansion. I don't have a mansion, but I just sort of saw my, uh, my, my friends would make a joke about me being single and a, a dried up old spinster like Miss Havisham. Um, so I sort of thought, well, I'm, I'm, a, was going to be like her but now actually I've realised that I'm more like Pip and he goes Lovely. to see, seek fame and fortune and that's what I'm trying to do nice oh that's cool yeah, yeah. sounds great it's good fun. Like fun it's a yeah. good show and again like that is you've given yourself a sort of a theme where yeah. you can still do like random stuff for, yes. but like You've also got a, a bit of a thing tying it together, which, yeah. is, which is great. Yeah, lovely. Oh, cool. I look forward to seeing it. Fabulous. Thank you. Let's do some questions. Yeah. Crucially, yes. uh, how do you... You made, you made me a lovely tea. Thank you very much. You're Appreciate welcome. That. Uh, you told me before I got here that you'd make a good cup of tea. I and uh, you were correct. You did. Oh, you did. good. Yeah. You passed the test. Uh, this, I think that's actually the first time that someone's made me a cup of tea on the podcast. 
other than the one live episode I did with uh, Strick Goldsmith where I got Ross McGrain to go and get me all of the bits while I was on stage because I didn't I didn't oh. want to get it too soon and for like everything to cool down. So Good like idea. while I was on stage chatting to Stu, I got Ross to bugger off and grab the load of stuff. <laughs> he's a good boy, he's Ross good McGrain. Boy. <laughs> and now he's uh, much more successful and, uh, and and it really amuses me that I got him to do that. <laughs> Feels like I've won. Yes. Um, but h- how do you make your tea? How do I make my tea? Um, I I have got a teapot there, which I don't use in the living room. Yes, yes. Um, not the traditional location. Not the traditional. Well, look how small our flat is. Like, there's no room to put it anywhere. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. So I've got a bar, and then it's on top of the bar. So um, what is a bar? Yeah, the, the booze is in the bottom. Lovely. I know it's great. Not that I'm drinking. Um, and it. So yeah, we. Uh, I do do if that if we're making like for quite a few people, but I just go tea bag in mm-hmm. the cup. Yeah, classic. Boiling Good water. Good. Yeah, leave it for three minutes. Yeah, two to three minutes. The longer the better. And then I I don't drink dairy milk. I drink oat milk. Yeah, because I'm a legend. Sure. Um, and also I don't like it. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. I eat cheese though, so I'm a big old hypocrite. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like being a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the life's great pleasures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, get I'll to lambast s- people for one thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm going to. I'm still going to do it. I'll smash a baby bell down, you know. But no, I won't um, drink dairy milk, which is weird. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway. Yeah. To, to each their own. To each their own. But I like. I've got used to oat milk now in tea, so that's what I drink. Yeah. And coffee. I'm trying to not have caffeine as well. Oh, okay. Which is hard. I love caffeine. I don't have that much of it. I drink tea. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really. I don't. I don't really drink that much of it. But no. um, well, we've got a coffee to the extent machine. That, like, I don't drink coffee. I don't like it. Oh, really? N- never have done. And I've tried. I've given it oh, goes, but it's coffee. just it's never quite worked for me. But I had. Um, well, I can't remember what it was. I just had some like illness like last year. Yeah. Uh, and I was absolutely exhausted. And I had uh, day nurse for the first time, which is like chocker with, uh, with, with caffeine. Oh, so you were high as a kind. And I was bouncing off the walls. <laughs> it was Bet unbelievable. I, was so, I, got, I got so much work done. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, amazing. Da, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then the, uh, the crash afterwards was uh, yeah, not so pleasant. I but. can imagine. Well, I'm just, I'm still having a bit, but I'm just trying to wean myself of it because basically we've got a, um, in my day job, we've got a coffee machine and um, it's, it's recently broken and everyone's like, ah. there's coffee doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> it's broken. And we, you know, I was like, well, we can get instant and everyone's like, don't be disgusting we can't drink instant yeah. <laughs> i like instant i don't mind okay i'm very classic <laughs> to each their own <laughs> to each their own to it to it yes uh what uh what tea bags were we drinking there we were drinking yorkshire classic. Uh, classic yorkshire tea red yeah red box yeah red box lovely stuff nice good go traditional it was yeah absolutely yeah you, you know <laughs> if uh if it ain't broke yeah, yeah. absolutely indeed uh, cool right now the following questions are less about tea oh no well I'll try that again that wasn't words uh, do you dunk a biscuit I do what's your go to biscuit 
Do you know what? At the moment, I've got ginger snaps. Yeah. I haven't bought ginger biscuits in ages, and then I just fancied them the other day, and I, yeah, yeah. dunked that. And Rich was watching me dunk it for slightly too long the other day, and he was just <laughs> waiting for it to drop in. Um, it was a very tense moment. Um, but I love it. I love a biscuit. Yeah. My nan used to go um, through digestives like they were going out of fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she convinced herself, God bless her, that she that digestives because they weren't the nicest biscuits that they were the healthiest biscuits she just told her and I I was like no they're they're pretty much like they've got and she's like yeah but they're not the chocolate ones and they're not a shortbread and they're not and I was like yeah but they've still got loads of sugar in that and she was like no 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 she's a smash like I kind of don't enjoy these so I'm going to eat them yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah easily because she would have multiple multiple cups of tea a day yeah yeah, like she was addicted yeah Um, and then each cup of tea she would have two digestives so she would probably have go through um, two packets a week yeah no doubt like maybe one and a half I'll never forget when I was 26, 27 yeah and I uh, lived in a flat in Southend um, with a mate I would we'd just go and buy like a, a, a packet of rich teas oh yeah and then uh, with one cup of tea I would have half that pack oh my god and then I mean, about an hour later go, I'm quite thirsty I might <laughs> yeah. have another tea <laughs> um, I love a chocolate hobnob yeah, that's the that's the. I can't the have goat. short, but yeah, I can't have shortbread in this flat because Rich would just sit and eat them all. Yeah, you know the shortbread fingers. Yeah, the best ones. Yeah, he will just like the thick demolish them. Yeah, yeah. So I can't have them around. <laughs> but we can have it. Like, look, you've got two Easter eggs there. We can have oh, chocolate yeah. in the house and not go near them. But I but did, shortbread yeah, is that. like oh my yeah gone. Yeah. See, I'm trying to be. We're trying to be healthy, and it's going terribly. <laughs> no, I mean you've got Easter eggs there. So we're, yeah, we're we're trying. <laughs> and uh, just to remind the listeners, it is still almost June. Yes, so they're from April. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I've done worse than that. I think I've eaten Easter eggs in like July before. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we'll see if we can get to July. They're I mean, good ones as well. You take them out and they start turning white like that. Kind oh of. no! They're still edible. They're still fine. They're not mouldy. It's just white. Chocolate's gone a funny colour as all. <laughs> just throw them away. Yeah. What's the worst thing you've ever seen? Thinking it was something else. So the example that I have here is uh, Matthew Crosby said um, he. Like it, it was sort of longer after Halloween than it should have been, yeah. and he was walking with his daughter, and yeah. she wanted to go and see the jack o' lantern that was on someone's doorstep. And yeah. as they got near it, they were like, "It was rotten, like it was putrid, there oh. were sort of maggots and all sorts." Oh. Uh, and he regretted going near it. So, what have you seen that you thought I'd like to see that, and you got near it and deeply regretted it? Oh my god. Um... I don't, I've got the, like, you know, that sort of, because obviously we do a lot of driving being comedians yeah, up and yeah, down yeah. the country and I cannot help but look at roadkill yeah. like, and it's the most horrific thing and I immediately regret it yeah. as soon as I look at it and like there's a lot because we're sort of 
in the countryside a bit more like we, we, you know we're not that far from the countryside um and there's always like foxes and yeah and, and i and i hate it and i hate looking at it and i don't know why but i can't seem to yeah so um being morbidly curious about roadkill and yeah. then feeling sick afterwards and then you see more of it than you need yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, i think the worst one oh, well, I, saw, I saw a badge yesterday that was like oh, it was no. on its side but like it was a whole like, oh. It looked like it had just sort of been hit and then like sort of waddled off and like fell over. It's, it's so, sad. so sad. Yeah. But like sometimes I'll see stuff and be like, "Oh, that's interesting. Is that alive?" And no, no, that is half of half of what it was. Yeah, I, I saw it and whole deer at the side of the oh, that's sad. at the side of the motorway the other day, and I was like, "That's a whole deer." How the hell did you hit that? And but because I'm terrible though when I when I'm driving, I will slam my brakes on, which is so dangerous. You're supposed to just hit them. Yeah, um, not deers, like, though. They, they will rip your car apart. Yeah, they're solid beasts. They're mad. Um, and like if I see a fox, I will like and Rich is like that's so dangerous, please. Or I like swerve around it. Um, and he tells me off, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to hit a fox. I love foxes. Yeah, they're beautiful. I saw a video once of um, there's an old woman sort of driving and then uh, she hits a badger. Uh, like she's not going sort of terribly fast, but mm. it's enough that like her bumpers like basically falling off and her airbag goes off. Oh my God. Uh, and a badger gets up and walks away and like looks at the car like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, badgers are um, they're so mad. They're so, they're, they're so like I love them I think they cute we used to have them in our back garden when I was growing really? up yeah and my nan used to make them um, peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and they used to like sit in the back garden eating lovely. them lovely they always look. I would, they always look like I want to stroke one. But yeah, I think that would be such a bad idea. Absolutely, they'd rip your hand off. Yeah, <laughs> but they're super cute. Like David O'Doherty tells a story uh, about how he was talking to like a, a rural farmer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't, don't, don't tend to get many sort of city dwelling city farmers. dwellers. Um, no. <laughs> and he said that the advice that he gave him when it comes to badgers is because they've got a locked jaw and they bite your leg and they'll hold on until they break your leg. So he said, the thing is, if you're walking through countryside, you should be holding a stick and snap it over your leg so they think that they've broken That's the bone. mental. And he said, that's what, that's what he said. It's like, that's mental. Imagine like being in that situation and being and having the peace of mind to do that and oh, not just on, swing just the stick get, and go, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, and smash it around the head. <laughs> oh my God. Vicious little thing. Yeah. Oh no. Horrible. We're looking after my friend's dog at I the moment. You'd say badger. No, we're looking after badger. So we're looking after my friend's dog at the moment. Um, he's he's somewhere else today, but we, we he's coming back tomorrow. Um, and he um he's very chilled. He doesn't bark. He he's not bothered by other dogs. Like he'll just ignore them. Like he's very very calm. He's really really good. Very well behaved until he sees a fox. Oh, really? And then he goes absolutely batshit. <laughs> it's yeah. really like we've got the wall in the back garden and it's like 6 foot off the ground and there's a, a fox that walks over the back yeah. of that. So I'll be like watching telly and then you'll see it in the TV walking behind and Raffles saw it and was like up at the window nose to the window like and <laughs> going absolutely mad and I was like I suppose I just had to apologize to the neighbors I'm so sorry there's the rabid dog in my house. <laughs> sorry there was a fox. You it was a Fox, yeah. you understand. He's very, uh, he's very territorial when it comes to foxes. Clearly, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, my parents' house backed onto a field, and um, mm. there was a little, 
so they, there used to be a shed at the end of the garden and we knocked that down and turned it into a little studio so I could play oh, drums cool. in there. And um, I came out of there once and was face to face with a badger, <gasps> like three feet away. Oh my God. And there was, sort of, there was just a moment where like I sort of, I was just coming out of the studio and like I was just locking the door and I hadn't quite locked it yet. So the door was still open, fortunately. Um, and I like, I, I looked at the badger mm-hmm. and it looked at me and like we made eye contact with each other. And I thought, like, I know that that badger knows yeah. that it could, like, turn <laughs> limb from limb. Off. <laughs> but the badger also looked at me as if to say, well, I know you're bigger than me. Yeah. So let's just call it a stalemate. Yeah. And I just sort of, I looked at it and I, I slowly walked backwards into the studio yeah. and just waited for, like, five minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> Having a stand the, the badger had the buggered badger. off. And I think there was just a moment where, like... <laughs> the badger's like I oh, know I could beat you but you are bigger than me <laughs> yeah. so I'm like alright well, I'll give we'll, it a go we'll just we'll leave it there shall we like yeah. we'll call it quits <laughs> I could just have this vision of you like shaking the badger's hand yeah, like yeah. don't worry I'm not gonna I've have a go yeah I've, I've got, got your friend you'll <laughs> be fine cute <laughs> yeah uh, cool. Right. Any more questions? Yeah I mean I've got loads so I'm just I'm, I'm not gonna ask them all uh, <laughs> we'll uh, be here all night what job would you make national service? So my go-to mm. example of that is because I used to work in Screwfix and I think everyone should do at least three to four months working in a Screwfix. Oh. Because you just, you learn what all the stuff is. Like I already had quite a good idea anyways. Mm. One, I, was, I was quite good there, but like I already had quite a good idea of like what everything was. But there were people that were working there and more so people that were coming in saying, I need a thing that does this thing and I don't know what this thing is. It's like, you should know what that is. It's That's quite a basic amazing. thing. Yeah. And I just think people should work there to get an idea of what things are and how they work. Yeah. And then we can just function better as society. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That Pretty is pleased, a good one. Um, what, this should be a national service. Oh my god! So like, send the kids away to do it. No, like they can do it as adults. <laughs> like, they can like, do it as adults when, when they're old enough to sort of understand what it is they're doing. Um, well, I mean, you've worked in a theatre, haven't uh-huh. you? Yeah, I worked in the Theatre Royal in Brighton oh, okay. for years. Yeah, and I loved it. Um, and I think getting um, a mandatory working in the arts yeah. would be nice because it should absolutely have more funding I feel like yeah. it's it's massively underfunded um, I find it criminal that they're trying to cut um, drama and art classes from the curriculum I think that's insane because um, they don't want any free thinkers they just want math mathematicians which is bananas yeah. who likes maths? No one um, shut up <laughs> I find I'm not very good with numbers so I'm like uh, not really a big fan but um, I I feel like working in the arts um, in a theatre and broadening your horizons in terms of watching plays and watching yeah. amazing shows and watching musicals and theatre and experiencing art yeah, that working in art galleries so it changes your understanding of uh, how things are put together. Absolutely, um, changes your perspective on life. Yeah, love it. it change. It also changes people understanding 
actual theatre etiquette yeah. of just and like shows and that sort of thing of just learning to not be a dick because yes. you get to watch Sit it from the point where up. like you're sober you're working on it yeah. you want to make it the best you possibly can and when someone shouts out tries to interrupt like, yeah. they're not helping no I mean one of the pl- I remember years ago I was also m- maybe uh, the same thing should apply to people doing stand up I think everyone yeah should do it. I mean that's what I mean by arts you know in the yeah, arts yeah. You know, it should be it should cover comedy shows it should cover everything yeah. every kind of live performance ballet you name it like dance stomp whatever that yeah. is that everyone needs to work in a theatre um, because I mean there's so many different roles and different jobs in the theatre yeah. not, not just on stage but um, yeah so I was an usher and I was working um, there was a play on called The God of Carnage um, and Richard E. Grant was in it oh wow fantastic actor amazing yeah. he's a British lovely like man. lovely guy national treasure national treasure and he excellent in Spice World um, <laughs> his, his standout role his, his standout his role standout role I mean that's what he's famous for he's yeah. very good um, and someone's phone went off in the front row in the middle like they couldn't have been in a more and obviously I'm sitting at the back of the stalls and there's just nowhere that you could there's no way that I could have got to them to be like turn your phone off like you yeah, know do yeah, that yeah. sort of like thing Stop because, stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they were just they were just too far away, and like as soon as you walk down the front towards the stage, like the whole royal circle, second circle, and gallery can see you. So it's not like it, you could have snuck at the end of the 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 line of the row and gone. Please turn your phone off. It, it was just a very obvious place. Anyway, so this woman's phone went off, and you could see her or them. Like you could see visibly, like shrinking <laughs> into their seat. Like, just what you did oh there. God, this just is assuming uh, it's a her. Yes, them, 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 them. And God of Carnage is a um, fourth wall. It's got uh-huh. a fourth wall. It's not. It's set in a living room, right? And. <laughs> Richard e. Grant broke the fourth wall and walked to the front of the stage and stared at this person in the middle row, like gave them a death stare um, because their phone was on. And and like you, I was just, I mean, that's squeaky bum time. Like yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. just, oh my God, this is horrific. That's when you start looking around, just like, who's is that? Who's is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. And it, you know, you know exactly what, and then he went back into the scene, but I was just like, <gasps> like, like time stood still. And it's that thing of just like, have some respect, like how, turn yeah. your phone off, turn it on silent, set fire to it, whatever you need to do. Don't disturb. I went to see um, a show in, in London last week and it was amazing. Yeah. And what show? I went to see the Lehman trilogy, the Sam Mendes oh, okay. play. It was so uh, it's, it's directed by Sam Mendes. It's got three actors in it. They play all the roles about the Lehman Brothers cool. um, crash that happened. Um, they basically it's the biggest bankruptcy like suit or suit bankruptcy case case that's it that's the word um that's ever existed. It was billions. Right. Um, wow. and they. Yeah, they basically, uh, it happened in like 2008, I want to say. Okay. I hope I'm not making that up. 
look it up on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube? Wikipedia. Um, and the internet. The internet. It's the third page or the fourth, I believe. <laughs> So they're the Lehman Brothers, um, and it's the, like the story of the Lehman, um, and it, it was played by these three amazing actors, and the staging was incredible. But the amount of like phones and stuff and uh, watches and stuff that really? were beeping, and I was like, "Come on, guys, turn your bloody phone off!" Yeah, I mean, it wasn't constant, but you you just noticed it, and yeah, it, yeah, it really yeah. annoyed me. So yeah, that would be my my answer yeah everyone has to work it's in a good the theatre the arts yeah because I mean like I said I used to work in the theatre so my phone was always on silent during that yeah but then like when I stopped working in theatre I started stand up so like I wouldn't know what my phone sounded like if it rang I don't know what my I never have I might have it on vibrate but I never ever have it on loud yeah I have no idea what my ringtone is it would probably ring out because I wouldn't yeah, know yeah. it was me whose phone is yeah that? <laughs> I don't know my ringtone yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting isn't it yeah we're so cool <laughs> I um well just uh just for a, a random point mm. um I don't it's not I don't think it's running in London anymore uh, but there's a I, um I, I go to see quite a few shows yeah um, there's a, a a show it's a one act show um, it's about an hour and a half um but there's no interval because it's too intense of a story for there to be a break because the, the idea is too light-hearted so yep. it's just a sort of slightly shorter show yeah than that show would normally be maybe it's like an hour and 20 something like that mm. uh called the scottsboro boys Ooh. which is a story of um there were some, like black slaves that um they were posthumously pardoned in like oh, wow. in like the 2010s it was late yeah. but they were um they were killed sort of many many years ago i can't remember when exactly maybe the 50s 60s yeah um and uh were they black slaves they were definitely black did you see the show <laughs> No, no, I was, I was asleep for the whole thing. Um, but it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. And there yeah. was a, like skeleton cast. Uh, there was one white guy who played like the tyrant, yeah, um, sort of bad guy. And there were uh, like there were two white women characters mm. played by two of the black guys. Mm. Uh, but they just like like they did it like perfectly. The whole set was like um, it. They utilised they had some tables and chairs mm. and that was it and they turned those into like all the different things like so into a train carriage and a car yeah. and uh, a courtroom and like other things like yeah. that and basically like they were uh, they were hanged I believe um, for uh, sort of the sexual misconduct towards these uh, two white women yeah. that but the, the, like they you know it wasn't they, they didn't do it and that's why they were pardoned eventually like the story truthfully came out Um and it was all these uh, guys from Scottsboro who were like, they were travelling um, and two of them had slept with these white women and mm. then like the town had found out, I think, or like someone had found out and said like, well, did they rape you? And these women were like, yes, they yeah, did actually. Like, they they did all these horrible, oh, and they God, lied about it. Awful. And yeah, they, they like these guys were killed um, and then they were posthumously pardoned when it sort of came out that, that's no, yeah, it's completely. Mm. But it was so intense. But it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Wow, where is but it? If, it? It was in London, uh, but I don't think it's running anymore. Mm. But if it like tours anywhere and you get the opportunity to yeah. see it, I would, I would very much recommend going to see it. But that is one of those situations where if anyone's phone mm. had gone off, 
Like, it just would have ruined the entire yeah, thing. Because you're so in it. Pardon me, I'm so sorry. It's all right. My tea's obviously making me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gulped the last of it. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> okay. Created an air pocket in my body. <laughs> trying to escape but yeah it's it absolutely incredible i want to see more stuff but it's it's so expensive yeah. like i was really lucky my friend sula said i have a spare ticket do you want it and i was no, like amazing. absolutely and it was a trilogy and it was a um uh an hour and 15 i think was well, the first bit and then it was 50 minutes and then 50 minutes yeah. um and i always need a wee so i was yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. god this is going to be torture but it was actually all right having okay. two intervals in it um but it was b- brilliantly acted and yeah it was absolutely fantastic but i do want to go and see more stuff yeah absolutely i mean we've got look up the scottsboro boys just in case it's still yeah, there because it, it, be. it was amazing yeah yeah there's a musical I've seen a lot of shows obviously yeah. I've worked in theatre and I've, I've, I've gone to watch a lot of stuff one of the best things I've ever seen amazing yeah. I'd love to um, I, I, there's a musical that's on in Broadway and I really want to see it um, but obviously that's quite a long way to go quite, um, quite a distance <laughs> yeah I mean talk about expensive tickets that's yeah, really expensive yeah. um, so I'm hoping it'll come to the West End one day and I'm trying to like manifest it coming here and it's called Hades Town okay and oh, it's, heard like, it. yeah, 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 it's yeah. just like the soundtrack's amazing and I just really want to see that so yeah. I'm hoping as soon as that comes to the West End I'm, I'm getting tickets for it I nice. straight away but yeah I love it love the theatre love the the roar of the paint as <laughs> <laughs> they say in the IT crowd yeah but yeah amazing Good. Good. wonderful well thank you very much for coming on thank you so much for having me yeah, no thanks for inviting me to your flat you're welcome uh, I'm going to text Rich Wilson and tell him that I've weed in his toilet so yes it it's yeah. a lovely flat. It yeah, is good. Lovely. We've only just moved in. So Are we you? yeah, we moved from Brighton. Well, it feels very homey. Oh, already, so, thank yeah. you. Um but yeah, we we just sort of needed somewhere that was like slightly out of town and yeah. it's just cheaper and it's so much nicer in Worthing. Like I I love being here. So um I've I've lived in Brighton for a long time for most of my life, so it was yeah. quite nice to move somewhere different for a bit. Nice. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh cool. Have you got anything to plug? <gasps> Um, well, our upcoming podcast, yes, which we haven't recorded yet, but I'm sure it'd be great. Um, called uh, Never Mind the Age Gap, yeah. And um, where have you got your podcasts? <laughs> we've got a gig, give uh, it a five star review, yeah, absolutely. We doesn't exist listen yet, wherever. Also, this give this give this podcast a five star review, yes, absolutely. It's brilliant. Um, and with Rich and I are doing, um, a work in progress at Newport Pagnall in New at Newport Pagnall. So we're doing um, his show, which is called Let's Go Round Again, and then my showcase expectations back to back. Yeah. So and um, that is on a date. And whilst you look that date up, that reminds <laughs> me because you said earlier about um, about seeing couples individually yeah. on stage and then realizing they're talking about each other. Yes. And I've seen uh, quite a few because there's not like a huge amount of comedy couples but yeah I've, I've seen uh like was it uh harriet and bobby maybe yeah uh it oh, I could be thinking of someone else where they like they each do material yes about the other person but yeah. they don't let it on yeah and they don't reveal it and then they did a thing together and they yeah. were like yeah we are together yeah uh, and that it changed the dynamic but like because they'd done it in that way where they had individually done their material it was delivered as it should have been and not received like mm. 
oh, you're talking about them. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the audience. I think it's because they... Because, you know, when I'm a sort of non-entity and he's talking about how tall I am and he does, like, silly jokes about me... Yeah. Um, and vice versa, I do silly jokes about him. Um, I think when it's, like, some mystical husband or wife who does err indoors, that sort of thing, yeah. people are comfortable to laugh. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. As, as soon as we say oh, that's about me. They get really weird because they're like, oh, we're not really allowed to laugh because they're in the room. Yeah. It's but like doing any jokes, uh, like even, not that I'm saying doing racist jokes, but like no. any jokes about race when there's someone of that sort of uh, yeah, <laughs> heritage in the really room. Like, and people are like, oh, can we laugh? And they yeah. will look at them for approval. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of like that. I mean, uh, he did his show, um, Let's Go Round Again at MacFest. Yeah. And it was brilliant. And he, I mean, he... He hadn't. He had an idea of what he wanted it to be about, but he hadn't actually sat down and write anything, written anything, because that's not how he works. Mm-hmm. And he's so talented that he can just go up on stage and smash out an hour yeah. off the cuff, which is mad. Ridiculous. Like I have to write notes and bullet points and yeah, like yeah, all yeah. this. Um, so yeah, he did the show, and but I was at the back, and then he did say that I was at the back, and that's the first time that the audience hasn't gone weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. I think because it was in the context of his show and they don't know that necessarily that I'm a comic as well. Right. So, but it's when we do gigs together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did the boat show recently and he was emceeing and I, I did a spot and then we didn't mention it. We, he did jokes about his wife. I did jokes about my husband. La, 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 la. I did the gig did really well audience had a nice time and then as we left there was a big group of the audience out the back uh, out up the stairs like as you go off the boat and they all went oh my god they're married oh my god they're so cute and then they sort of cheered us and we were like oh yeah That's hi because we were like hand in hand walking up um walking the plank and um so that was quite nice yeah, to have yeah, yeah. sort of that in joke for audience members after so the, after the yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. And then they sort of had the penny drop and they had that moment, but we're, we're probably going forward. We're not going to, uh, not going to mention it because yeah. <laughs> they get weird. Yeah. 25th of June is when we're doing it. Wonderful. Cool. Yes. I was going to ask. Yeah. 25th of June. Lovely. Uh, 25th yeah I Newport gonna, I was going to say will this be out before then yeah it's, it's coming out next week so, fabulous <laughs> uh, cool thank uh, you so much yeah no worries it's really Thanks nice to on. see you yeah, I'd love to see you <laughs> yeah cool and I've got to try and remember my show now absolutely and, uh, good luck try and sell some tickets I don't know it's too late do it? some flyering just ask some people to come up when yeah. I see them there do it yeah amazing thank uh, you. right uh, I don't know how I end these <laughs> <laughs> thank I've you done, very I've much done, I've done loads of episodes me. but I don't know how it ends uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on thanks for listening everyone uh, it's been an absolute pleasure I love you I'll speak to you in the outro uh, goodbye goodbye <laughs> so that was Kate McGann brilliant brilliant fun uh, I'm sure we can all agree don't forget about Cyclops my tour show is happening in Worthing this Thursday, the 13th of July, if you hear this in time. If you don't hear it in time, it still happened then, but it's it's past, it's too late. But uh, come down. It's going to be a, a really brilliant show. Worth the travel. Dinesh Nathan's doing a, a bit of a work in progress to start. It's going to be great fun. So yeah, come, come, come down. Right, 
I've, I've mentioned it many, I've so many times in the past. I've mentioned a, a Patreon thing, and I've I've done it. I've started recording the episodes. I don't want to start releasing them until I've got like enough of a backlog. But basically, the the concept is that it's a sort of a behind the scenes. If you've seen backstage with Catherine Ryan. Imagine that, but like it hasn't been curated by a TV company. Imagine that it's real gigs. Uh, I think that's something that people are going to be interested in. I think they're going to want to hear about it. Uh, it's you know, it's it's real. Not to say that none uh, that any of them were, weren't real comedians, but these are sort of circuit comedians, many of whom you won't have heard of, many of whom some 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 of whom are new. Like the first episode that I recorded was at a. A night with two fairly new comedians. I had the wonderful Ali Woods headlining, uh, Matt Edlinton, MC, and I opened. It was a fucking good show. It's, it seemed like it should have been weird, but it's really, really good. We had we had a great time. But yeah, so we have a we have a chat before and after the show, a little bit during, just talking about the gig, like what the gig's gonna be like, just what's going on with them as well. We talk, you know, it's a, bit, it's a bit of social chat, it's a bit of gig chat. It's just the sort of thing that happens in a green room. What I have discovered is it's not as easy to record those episodes as you think it might be because often people are concentrating hard on the gig at hand before it's happening. Uh, often it's too noisy. Like I'm going to try and record a bit tonight. I'm doing a gig for Outside the Box. With It's got an incredible lineup, like really stellar, like Ben Clover, Pat Cahill, Matt Foster, me, and headlining is Milton Jones. So I'm definitely going to be able to talk to some of them, hopefully, like maybe I'll take them outside, chat to them out there. I'll see what happens. I'm going to try, I'm going to try and talk to Milton if I can, uh, because I'd love to get him. But that's the sort of thing, like, if you want to be a Patreon, if you want to listen to that, that's the sort of content I'm going to be putting out. I'm going to be talking to uh, all levels of comedians all the time. And, there's, you know, it's only going to be growing, uh, doing sort of bigger and better gigs all the time. But then it's, it's interesting talking to the new people as well, seeing how, you know, their, their new material goes, that sort of thing. Obviously, there's the regular gig at the Alex in Southend down the road from me. It's five minutes from my house. But it's a noisy place, so it's not always easy to record there. But we get a lot of incredible comedians coming through. So I'm going to be talking to a lot of people there quite regularly, I think. But hopefully that will I'll be able to start releasing that stuff sort of once a week is the plan. I just want to make sure that I've got enough of a backlog just in case I've got a dry couple of weeks that I can continue releasing episodes. They're not going to be massively long. But it's it's a bit of extra work, isn't it? So if you want to listen, I, it's, I'm going to make it as cheap as possible. You can you can uh, pay as much as you want per month from one pound upwards. <laughs> as much as literally, like if you can afford to pay more, then please do. If you if you want to listen to it for cheap, it will be available to you for one pound a month. But you know, it's, it's I'm, I'm putting in the hard work for something that I think people will be really interested in. So. Yeah, and, and you know, I'll be giving. Uh, I need to. I need to work out like sort of the different levels of what you get. There'll definitely be shout outs. I'll give shout outs on the podcast for people that subscribe. And I don't know, like maybe I'll finally get around to making the t-shirts. I keep promising to make. You'll probably be able to buy them separately. But if you uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon for X amount of money, then you'll you you know maybe you'll pay a certain fee for the year and get a t-shirt with it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's very exciting. I'm very excited. What a wonderful time to be alive. I hope you're well. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. I've got some incredible guests coming up. So uh, wonderful stuff. I love you. Goodbye.